Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Okay, thanks everyone for being here. My name is Peter Mingles, co-hosting this Dash Radio show with our co-host Dawn Wright de Bronze, who is on her way back and hopefully will be joining us soon. So I'm riding solo over here, so you guys are in for an adventure as I get a chance to push some buttons in our commercial break. So that's always usually somewhat entertaining to me. So you're here listening to the Dash Radio. In December, when we first got started, we were looking for a theme of the radio show for the entrepreneurs that are listening in and everybody else that may be the would-be entrepreneurs or those people that might be listening. And if you've ever seen the little poetic thing, a uh, little piece of literature called the Dash, um, it's represented that you have a beginning date and an end date. And on your tombstone, if you have one when you're done, many times that's represented by a birth date and then a dash and then an end date. And I remember specifically when I first had when I first heard about that, I said, how interesting and sad. Only certain people know that maybe we're close to you, what that dash represents. And I know my life's mission is to add as much stuff to as many people's dash as we can. So we founded the Dash Radio on that basic premise, and it's been a success story ever since. We've had great Speakers, and tonight is a great example of the fantastic things that you'll be able to hear because this gentleman has been through a lot in his short period of time on this planet. You'll hear his story when you go take a look at the website. You can learn more, but it is my distinct pleasure to introduce to you W.L. Laney. So, W.L., thanks for being on our show. Well, thank you very much, Peter. I'm delighted to be here. And I loved watching your um, website. On your website, you have a few videos, and one of them, and for those people that want to kind of follow us along, uh, let me give them your website right now. This is where you can go find some of, him, some of Bill's stuff. You'll be able to also see the stuff that we put on the blog on the-radio.com. But if you go to W.L. Laney, now spelling counts on websites, so I'm going to help you with that. It's W, L, like Larry, and then another L, a-N-E-Y, so W-L-L-A-N-E-Y, that's W-L-Laney.com, and when you go there, you're going to be able to take a look at his interesting story, and I've got to share with you, the first video that I watched was a really interesting, priceless story to share with you. The gentleman who's going to be sharing some of his ideas has implemented the stuff in his own life, and that's where he's learned a lot of these life lessons. So Bill, I, uh, William, uh, well, W-L, I instantly liked you as soon as I watched that video. So it was a great video, great presentation. I'm sure you're impacting a whole bunch of people's lives. Tell us more. Okay, thank you very much, Peter. You're welcome. It, it's, it is difficult for most of us to admit our failures. Uh, we, we all like to talk about our successes, and I've had lots of those, and, and it's fun to talk about those. It is much more difficult to talk about the failures, but I've learned that it's the failures that we really learn the most 
from. I mean, it's easy to sit back and, and say, well, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he had a great idea when he was in college, and he set up his little company in his dorm, and now he's worth $19 billion. Well, you know, that's fine for Mark Zuckerman. Maybe it's great for Bill Gates and, and Warren Buffett. But the rest of us, uh, and, and I like the title of your show, The Dash, uh, I've told people that uh, I want on my tombstone. I told you I was sick, uh, but, <laughs> but but the point the point of you know have I lived? Have I loved? Have I made a difference? A- am I am I mattering in my life? And uh, I went to a seminar a few months ago, and during that I was challenged to open up and tell people the things that have happened to me and how I worked my way through those things because it's happening all across our country. People are losing their jobs. People are having business failures. People are having health issues. And all of those have an impact not just on the financial side of their life, but it has to do with our our personality, with our ego. Uh, I mean, most of us, particularly men, we we find our being in what we do. You know, that's our that's our number one question when we meet somebody. Oh well, what do you do? And and so when you have a failure uh, or a stumble in in that area, it's very difficult for us. And and we we could probably make a whole show, uh, Peter, just out of teaching people and talking to people about how to get back up. Once you've fallen down, and, right? I, uh-huh. I, I've trained salespeople my whole entire life, and people that have tried things, and we have to teach them how to process what you're calling maybe failure, or process how things, or what things happen that maybe don't work out. You know, and we have a lot of people that build a lot of systems in the network marketing profession. We, I find a lot of people with the flawed philosophy is, I don't want my people to get rejection. Or I don't want my people to have to learn the things that they really happen in life in general in their industry. And I think you would agree, um, based on the things you've said so far, are you kidding me? How could you take that away? Yes, that's that's exactly right. Uh, You know, in in sales training that I've done, I've always taught people that when when a customer or prospective customer says no, they're not really saying no, they're saying not now or they're saying, give me more information, or I don't trust you. That's something else that they're really saying. Perfect, yep. Okay, so I'm sorry for the interruption, but keep going. So you learned something from this seminar. Well, what I I really learned was that if I was going to be able to really help people the way I desire to help people, I was going to have to go ahead and, and lay my soul bare and say, all right, Yes, I had a great rags to riches story as a child. Uh, my parents were alcoholics, and uh, they were divorced when I was three. My mother remarried, and the, my stepfather was uh, uh, an abusive alcoholic. And you know, I had all those things. I I, I started work when I was age nine. I worked my way uh, t- uh, through school, anything that I needed, uh, including clothing, uh, and a lot of times food to eat. I had to go out and earn that money as a child. I left home at 15, worked my way through the last two years of high school, uh, and that's a great that's a great story. And it's okay for me to tell that because it happened uh, uh, 50 years ago or more. 
and that was easy. What was difficult for me was to come to the point where I was willing to tell people that 10 years ago I had a business that went up in smoke, and as that business went up in smoke, like a lot of fires, it consumes everything in its path. Not only did I lose the business project that I was working on, it took my business because I had no income. I lost my house, uh, which was not just a house. It was our dream home that we had uh, spent months and months planning, designing, building, uh, I mean, we had. <laughs> I think I think we built. We we bought like a hundred dollars worth of of uh, paint um, in the uh, half pint uh, cans and used that to determine exactly what color we were going to paint the interior of the house. Uh, I mean, we had marble floors throughout, and and, and life was good. Uh, we had a, a nice office that we worked from. Uh, membership at the local uh, golf course and friends, family, you know, everything was looking wonderful. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And, and, and let's just talk about that for a second because it sounds like, you know, the, the, the driven person that you are, life by design got you that lifestyle. So you calculated, you worked real hard, you pushed everything you had to push, you overcome your objective, you lived everything that you taught, and you got there. And you exactly. got there, W.L. I mean, you were right there. And then something happened that probably yes. came out of left field because a guy like it, you, it, things like that doesn't it, it, happen by accident. No, it, it did. And and here's the thing that, that people have to understand, Peter, is one of the keys to success is accepting personal responsibility you you can't blame the economy you can't as i would have had opportunity at that point i mean the reason that everything went uh, up in smoke was 911 happened and financing uh for the project that i was working on dried up and we'd already put a half a million dollars in didn't have anything else left to put in so I could just sit back and say, well, hey, you know, I was a victim of circumstances. No, I'm not a victim of circumstances. Yes, circumstances happened. Yes, it took its toll. But I had to decide, am I going to get back up or am I going to let this uh, quote-unquote failure defeat me? And, and that's the difference is the only time I'm going to have defeat is when I give up. Other than that, other than that, it's just obstacles or circumstances that happen, challenges that happen. You know, you fall down, you stumble, you get back up, and that's the key: is getting back up. Right. So then, uh, you went through that, and that's got to be emotionally, physically, everything challenging in that period of time from the start of that negative cycle to when it's kind of like you know, if, if you lost your house, you lost your lifestyle. That's a really tough place to be mentally, especially when you're used to being the provider and being in control of a whole bunch of things. And then somebody moved your cheese, to use the Spencer Johnson analogy, and then all of a sudden you had to recreate yourself, I'm guessing. Yes. And, and, that and was, How many years ago was it that you uh, had to? Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. I was 
I was age 59, uh, and I think I'm I must be 49 now because I feel young. <laughs> uh, but but it was ten it was 10 years ago, uh, and we, like I say, we lost it all, and then that brings to mind the next one of the things that I think is key to anyone's success, and that is the willingness to do whatever it takes. And the whatever it takes can be pretty humbling too. Right. Uh in in my case, you know, I'm 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 losing my house. It's uh the, the middle of the summer in Phoenix, so it's not cool outside. Uh and you have to still keep the utilities on even though you're losing the house. You have to buy groceries because you have to eat. Uh and so where do you get that money? And in my case, I went to a temporary placement agency to try to find day labor or whatever I could do. You know, I, I've got I've got great experience in sales. I, I've sold insurance. I've sold uh, real estate. I've sold businesses. So I've got all this experience. But all of those things take a ramp up time. You you can't you can't just say okay I'm going to go sell real estate and go to a local real estate office and say you know hire me and then the next day get a paycheck right. it doesn't work that way you, you 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 need the time you've got to go out you've got to find people that want to sell their house you got to get listings you got to find buyers you, you know all, all of those things it takes time I didn't have time Peter I needed to eat today that's right. So you did whatever it took. We're going to take a little commercial break. I want to have everybody stop right there. I want to hear the rest of the story because I'm intrigued absolutely positively so far. When you use the word whatever it takes, anybody that's ever done a lot of the things that I've done always looks for whatever it takes kind of guys. So I know we're going to learn a lot on the other side. So You're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked when we get back from the commercial. We're going to be right back. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you've kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. Okay, we are back. This is Peter Mingles co-hosting the show with Dawn Wright DeBronce, who's going to be joining us maybe a little bit later on in the show. But we have a special guest today, W.L. Laney. And if you're listening in, you want to go to his website later on. So listen here, take some notes, enjoy the passion of the story that you're about to hear. But if you want to remember to go to www.wllaney.com, 
and Laney is spelled L-A-N-E-Y dot com. You'll always be able to find this and other things on the dash radio dot com, but if you want to go to Bill's website directly, you'll be able to go there. You'll find he's an author, an inventor, an entrepreneur, a guy that's been all over the place, and we can learn from his experiences. So, W.L., i got to share with you, I, I love hearing the story. I don't like the contents of the story all the time because I don't like that people have to do the things that they have to do sometimes or they go through the hardship. You know, we'd all like to make it easy and better and secure and everything else. But you were right there telling us that when you were in a situation where you had no other choice, you know, I use the expression, you're only as free as your options. And even though your strength was in sales, you couldn't go sell real estate because you're pregnant with that for a while, you know? You didn't have nine months to be able to make it or six months. You had to put something on the table and and air conditioning and electricity and all that sort of stuff for yourself, even in those tough and troubling times. So that's where we were. Bring us back. Okay. I told you you were going to be shocked. Yep. The job I got was being Mr. Peanut and passing out planter's peanuts at a grand opening for a local Walmart store. Wow. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut, the only good thing about it, Peter, was the costume had a screen that covered my face. So while people I knew were coming into the Walmart and I was handing them peanuts, they didn't know it was me. Wow. And now there's nothing wrong with people that are Mr. Peanuts, but obviously that's not using your genius, although I'm sure you did it well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I was great at Mr. Peanut. (laughs) but maybe a little bit underemployed, if you know what I mean. Well, the the, the point is, it's not um, – I guess the story that I'd like to relate as well, uh, I was I was reading uh, online the other day, and actually I put this story in, in a blog post on our website. Uh, a homeless man in Austin, Texas, uh, came up with a brilliant idea to – increase his donations i mean he's panhandling and he sets out uh, a, a series of uh, bowls on the sidewalk in front of him and he labels them agnostic atheist uh born again christian and, and he had several others and so he was he was doing this survey of who gives the most the christian or, or the atheist and according to the story, it was the atheists that gave more. Now, whether they were more giving people or just more competitive people, I really don't know, but that's not the point. The point was, here's a homeless man coming up with a creative idea, and it really got me thinking, and I'm, and I'm sitting here, I'm planning out a whole career for him and where he can go from being a panhandler on the sidewalk in Austin, Texas, to becoming a marketing guru, right. you know, I mean, all it takes is a good idea, a willingness to do whatever it takes, and then get in and do it. In his case, I was going to suggest go into the mall, find some store uh, where the owner is willing to buy the um, flyers, and you can go stand outside uh, and pass out flyers, and you know, maybe the flyer says 20% off and the store owner agrees to give you 10% off uh, of, of it, gives you the 10% uh, for passing out the flyer. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden now he's making money 
the next step in his business is to get some of the other homeless people to do more flyers for more businesses, and then he just begins to grow and learn and develop, and, and pretty quick he's, he's doing marketing for people in the mall and other businesses, and, and that's how a, a, the homeless person could grow his way out of abject poverty. Right. Okay. Well, so I, I think it's a mindset. I think. Yeah, you know. it, it it really is. And and so you know when you when you say that we don't want to look down on the guy that plays Mr. Peanut, no, he may be on his way somewhere. Yeah, I always look at when I see someone that's doing something that some other people might consider maybe not an honorable profession, and they're overqualified to do that profession. You could just like see, you realize there's probably a very deep story behind that. And exactly. sometimes, especially with this economy, a lot of people are innocent victims to the false security they thought they had. Exactly. A lot of people refuse to take any kind of a commission sales job. They refuse to go into business for themselves because they don't want to give up the security of a job. Well, wake up, America. There ain't no security in a job. It just, it just that that's a that's a thing of the past. You're not you're not going to be taken care of by the company the rest of your life. You're going to have to do something on your own for yourself to be able to have the control over your own destiny and avoid ending up at age 65 totally dependent on Social Security and family. Right. So how can you help other people? learn these lessons because there's I don't know what the numbers are but there's got to be millions or tens of millions or maybe even more than that numbers of people here in the United States that are living in you know fragile situations where a factory might go out an industry might change you know let's face it industries changes with the technology um, Sears painting just went not Sears painting Sears portraits just went out of business you know, and they were around forever, and uh, J.C. Penney's is now challenged based on, you know, different marketing strategies. And anything that was what most people would consider maybe stable a career, everything's at risk nowadays. So what lessons can you help us with? Well, the, the, the thing that I promote more than anything else is business ownership. Uh, we, we do a show called How to Hire Yourself When No One Else Will. And and that's the key. If you've been out of work for more than 29 days, you need to get up, get out, and do something on your own. Because the the a person who's 55 or older, uh, the um, uh, statistics show that they are a minimum or an average of 44 weeks trying to get a new job. Wow. Well, who has 44 weeks? Most of America lives paycheck to paycheck. And you can't and live on unemployment. Like the amount of money they give you for unemployment, you no, can't live on. I have I have people calling me uh, asking about our business opportunity, and so many of them call when it's almost too late for them because they have been out of work. They've used up all of their savings. Their their credit is shot, so they can't get financing. Uh, they I, I've had people that uh, I'd tell them. Look, I'll I'll finance you 100%. I understand bad things happen to good people. So come on to Colorado. I'll give you the training. I'll put you in a business that you can go out and earn $100,000 a year. And they can't even come up with airfare. 
to get here. Right. Now, Peter, that is an excuse. If you're willing to do whatever it takes, get a job as Mr. Peanut like I did. The other thing that you can do, and by the way, just so that you get the background for this story, what I really did was I ended up developing a scissors sharpening and sales business. I can help people today go out and make $100,000 a year their first year using my package. But it started with having to buy a scissors sharpening machine. So I, I went to work as Mr. Peanut to buy groceries. I had a garage sale. I went to the pawn shop. I took down everything I could figure out to pawn. I took guitars in. I took guns in. And, and I raised enough money to buy a small scissors sharpening machine that I had learned how to sharpen scissors uh, 40 years prior to that and went out sharpening scissors. Okay, I discovered a couple of things. I discovered that the scissors had changed and that the sharpening equipment had not changed. Therefore, the equipment was damaging the shears. Well, I, I, I'm not the kind of person I can't go out there and ruin people's scissors. I mean, the, the, the poor stylist, she spends anywhere from 200 to $800 or more for a pair of scissors, and the guy comes around with a, with a grinder and destroys her scissors uh, and charges her money for it. That just doesn't work for me. So <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but if you're going to do... So your plan, your plan and... It, it was almost like your almost only plan when you started to liquidate stuff didn't work. It like, oh shoot, even my plan didn't work out, so you had to make another adjustment. <laughs> well, right? the, the, here, here's what you have to do, Peter. If you're going to go into business for yourself, you've lost your job or you've had a business failure or whatever, your back is against the wall, you've got to figure out, first of all, what can I do? Or what can I learn to do that somebody is going to pay money for? What kind of a contribution can I make that people are going to be willing to pay for? The next step is to get started with that whatever it is. The next step is to make an improvement in that process, which is what I did. I invented, I, I'm sorry, invented a new uh, scissor sharpening machine. It outperforms anything else in the world put scissors back to factory new, uh, and so I made that improvement. My next step then was to develop a line of, of top-end hairstyling shears. The next step was to develop a business plan, and I had lots of experience. I'd been uh, selling businesses and owned and operated businesses. I, I knew about franchising, you know, so I had all kinds of experience. The, the fact that I was dead broke was just beside the point, so... I did what it took, I put the whole package together, and I did it all with cash. Okay. Now, the reason I did it with cash, Peter, is because nobody was going to loan me any money. Right. bank wasn't going to loan me any money. When, when, we, when we had to move out of our dream home, I couldn't even rent the apartment that we had lived in while we were building the house because I had bankruptcy on my record, and even though I had months of prompt payment at that exact same apartment complex, they would not rent an apartment to me 
because I had bankruptcy. Right. So your current credit history was hurting your future because when you're going through that disaster – um, you weren't the same guy as you were on the upswing. We're going we're gonna to take a little bit of a break here. We're going to come right back to this in a second. We're going to play a little audio that might be a little bit out of tune as far as the timing. We're going to let Bob Adams talk about his taxes. And for those people that might have filed extensions, you probably need to hear this. So here we go. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. Okay, this is Peter Mingles, and our co-host Dawn Wright DeBronce is on her way back to wherever she's coming from. But in the meantime, we are co-hosting a show with a gentleman named W.L. Laney. And if you want to write this down, you can always go to the radio.com and find an archive of this show once we're done. And then you'll also be able to go find articles that we produce when we're finished. But if you want to go to his website directly, go to www.wllaney.com. Laney is spelled L-A-N-E-Y dot C-O-M, so wllaney.com, and check out his movies, check out his products. And i got to share with you, this is a gentleman, as you're hearing this story, the things that he can educate anyone on are the real things that work in the real world, and he's sharing with you how he's applied a lot of the principles and philosophies that he's taught on himself. So when it comes to the real deal, this gentleman is obviously the real deal. So, W.L., I'm still intrigued with the story. You started to talk about, you know, in those really tough times. And I want to talk to you about what went on in your head as much as you want to talk about what went on in your head, too, when you were through those really tough times. But, I mean, you had to leave your dream home. You had a hard time getting a place to live. Uh, you were out of uh, context, meaning like, wait a minute, you're the guy that most people had a lifestyle that would be appealing, and you worked your tail off, and you got a lot of things done, and then all of a sudden you find yourself way out of a comfort zone, having to liquidate just to to recreate yourself, the challenges that happened, you did whatever you took to be able to make the money, and then eventually you even had to change the place where you lived in. So talk to us a little bit more about that, and if you don't mind, Share with us what was going on in your head. Actually, uh, Peter, I had an aha moment one day. Uh, I'm I'm driving uh, down the street in Phoenix. Uh, I don't know what the temperature was. It was probably 110, 115, whatever. Uh, I'm driving in my older Mercedes convertible that I have not been able to uh, get the air conditioning fixed. So instead of having air conditioning in the car, I've got a couple of rolls of paper towels 
that I use to wipe the perspiration off my body before I go in the next uh, beauty salon to sharpen their scissors. My wife called and asked me, well, how are you, how are you doing? Are you okay? And I had to admit, no, I am not okay. I am without hope. And that was the um, turnaround moment in admitting to myself that I needed to change my attitude and get it turned around and get out there and make my life a success again. And some of those some of those principles I have written them in a book that you can buy on Kindle uh or you can call my office and I'll give it to you free. Um the uh name of the book is the self administered attitude transplant. You don't need when you're in that well, I shouldn't say when you're in that situation because all of us need it uh, because none of us are living up to our full potential uh, wherever we are. I mean, we may be making lots of money, but we're still not living up to our full, full potential. You don't need an attitude adjustment. You need a transplant. And by that I mean if you are afraid to make your sales call, you have fear. You can't tweak fear and get success. You've got to replace fear with self-confidence. And in the book, The uh, Self-Administered Attitude Transplant, I teach the, the things that I used in my own life uh, to turn it around, and I did. Uh, I, I literally turned it around. And <laughs> another funny thing that just dawned on me the other day when I was watching somebody else's uh, story. It was a, a clip from a, a movie about people. Uh, it was a documentary uh, about some uh, families in Oregon that had lost their jobs, and they were. One of them was talking about putting their furniture in storage uh, when they moved out of their house, uh, becoming homeless. And it hadn't really dawned on me until that minute, uh, Peter, that that's. I mean, Colleen and I were homeless. The, the the apartment wouldn't let us in. We put our furniture in storage, and I I had one credit card left, so I was able to go down and rent a car. Uh, <laughs> there's a a, a, um, a a car rental company in the Phoenix area that we were their longest uh, rental that they had ever had in their history. Uh, because we had we rented a car on a weekly basis from them for well over a year, uh, I was able to go out and make enough money uh, to pay the rent, buy the gas, and we were staying in the hotels. And we 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 like to say, well, we were doing research and development for our our business that we were developing. And yes, that's true, but it's also true that. We were living in a hotel because we didn't have anywhere else to live. Wow. Did you have children at the time or no? Uh, we had children at the time. Our children were grown, and we actually had a bedroom in our son's home. So when we weren't in the hotel, we could at least go to his house and 
uh, he was kind enough to give us a bedroom. So now, how many other people today are either living in their children's homes or their children are living in their homes? Our, our country needs help today. Right. Well, we're, I'm in Florida, and in Florida we had a huge, huge amount of homes that were oversold and then eventually lost their value and a lot of people lost their jobs. And the economy in Florida hasn't always been, you know, tremendous. And we've had huge amounts of foreclosures. And you wonder, where do these people go? They evaporate well, they went, into society. They're, they're, they're living in their cars. Right. Or so, they're, living with, they're living with family members. Absolutely. And no um, judgment on anything other than they just fell on tough times. Could happen to anyone at any time. But it's probably never more, I think, in, human, in our history of the United States, where it's been... Um, so shattering as far as lifestyle changes. You know, 100 years ago, right. we didn't have the same lifestyle we did today. So a lot of people had that false lifestyle because they were able to live on credit cards and they were able to live on home equity loans and all that sort of stuff. And then when the bottom fell out, it really fell out big time. Yes. So and okay. keep going. It, 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 well, in, in, in my book, The um, uh, Self-Administered Attitude Transplant, uh, I, t I give a, a series or uh, some cycles uh, that you need to go through. And, and sometimes when people ask me, particularly if I'm uh, on a shuttle or something or in the plane, people ask me what, what I do, and I just, I flippantly tell them, I sell hope. And, and that's really what I do is I try to provide hope for people because that's the first step out. And once you can develop the hope, and I talk about uh, having a uh, success intravenous infusion, which you, you, if you're going to make any kind of a change in your life, it has to be what you believe, not what you know. Okay, I may know that I can do some things, but until I believe I can do them, I'm not going to take that risk. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm standing on one side of the lake, and I look across the lake, I'm not going to try to swim it if I don't believe I can make it all the way. You know, I don't want to get halfway there and and have a problem. So you you have to act on what you believe, and the only way that you can change what you believe because our, our beliefs are are settled in our subconscious. So build your hope. Do it with motivational materials, educational materials. Uh, if nothing else. Maybe this show, this interview tonight, can help you understand that there is hope. And as you begin to have that hope, then you'll begin you you'll begin to believe that you can get back up, you can succeed again. And as you begin to believe and have that faith, then you'll be willing to take a small step, whatever that small step is. Uh, is going to result in some positive results. Those positive results will build your hope. That hope builds your faith. The faith builds your ability to go out and take a bigger step. The bigger step yields better results, and that cycle continues. And and, and you have to you have to to understand that process. You you can't just get up the next morning and say, okay, I, I'm tired of being broke. Uh, I'm tired of not having a job. 
uh, you've got to build on the process and be uh, patient with it. I mean, it took us it took us three or four years uh, from losing everything, but after three or four years, we had by that time developed a business that is taking care of us, a business that is taking care of other people. We've got dozens of people out using our system, and uh, if I if I can, I'll share one quick story. Uh, a pastor friend who pastored in small churches, and if those that don't understand uh, that the uh, pastor of a small church uh, doesn't go into it for the money, they don't get big bucks. Uh, and so he had worked hard and had a, I'll call, meager savings. And so he was ready to retire at exactly the same time that the financial crunch and the housing crunch took place, he lost over half of his savings that he had struggled with. He took the money out of his 401K. He took that out uh, of the investments that it was in after he lost half of it, reinvested it uh, in a private uh, 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 individual's uh, investment strategy. Hopefully it's going to do something for him but he lost it all, and so he's not part of the current surge in the stock market. I mean, it's great for uh, you know the media to sit back and say, oh, well, we broke another record today. Well, that's wonderful, unless you had to liquidate your stocks and your, and, and your, your securities uh, because of trying to save a house uh, from foreclosure or just – taking the money to eat with. I mean, there's, as you said earlier, there's millions of people in this country that are destitute today because of the economy and because of what's happened, and they need to find a way to work their way out. And if I can help, that's what I want to do. So in, in reference to the help, how specifically, if someone says, you know, I really am attracted to the stuff that this gentleman is telling and he seems like he's the real deal, and I really need him probably more than he needs me. Um, where would they go or what would they do if they wanted to take some action steps to be able to work with you? Well, go to our, go to our website, give me a call, whatever. Uh, we, have a, we have a business package. It's a scissors sharpening and sales business, and uh, we give you everything you need, and we even actually have uh, the, the ability to provide 100% financing, uh, for most people, uh, so if you can just come up with enough money to get to uh, Colorado for the training, we'll send you home with a business. You can go out and earn money day one. I mean, there are literally thousands of hair salons, and you walk in, you know, <laughs> open up your shear case, show them the shears you have for sale, and you know, guess what I do? Okay, so that's a turnkey business, and it very very legitimately can earn anywhere from fifty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars first year okay now if you don't want to do that that's fine i understand that's it's it's beneath a lot of people's dignity to go out and and sharpen scissors you know that's not what i uh, uh grew up wishing oh i wish i could be a scissor sharpener I, I don't know anybody that has done that on the other hand if you want to own a business that is very lucrative that is recession-proof, that's a great business to get into. If you don't want to do that, 
then I would advise coming to one of our workshops uh, and just learn how to start your own business. I mean, we'll work with you. We'll give you ideas. Uh, we'll, we'll let you bounce ideas off of us. And, and there are certain steps that you can take, and you can go out and, and build your own business. It's like I was saying earlier with the, the uh, uh, homeless guy panhandling in Austin, Texas. Hey, you, you, you're creative. Then go to work on that creativity. Uh, if, if nothing else, go to the Salvation Army and tell them, hey, I've got a plan. I want to go call on these business owners. I want to hand out flyers and build their business, and they're going to pay me a percentage for whatever business I bring them. But look at me. I, I need some clothing. Anybody who comes uh, in with that story, I guarantee you that the Salvation Army or any other charity is going to provide you with clothing. Absolutely. We're going to so take a little break. We're going to take a little break. I want to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the other things you're mentioning over here. But I want to come back. Let me just grab this break. We'll be right back. So hold on, WL. Here we go. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. We, we are back. This is Peter Mingles here for the last segment. My co-host, Dawn Wright DeBronce, is on her way um, back. She won't be here today, I don't think, but she'll be back sometime tomorrow. We have an extremely interesting gentleman. His name is W.L. Laney that's sharing with you his entrepreneurial roller coaster story that has a really happy ending at the end, and he's got an opportunity for us to take advantage of some of the lessons that he's learned through products that he sells he actually has a business in a box ready to go for you if you're interested um, to be able to take people um, and bring them to the next level. So his website is WLLaney.com, and Laney is spelled L-A-N-E-Y.com. So it would be WLLaney, L-A-N-E-Y.com. And WL, let's go. I just I had a break for that little interruption, but you were talking about and, – and, and if you don't mind me just throwing in a comment. Do you mention – you mentioned when you were doing your. You mentioned when you were doing the intro. You know, maybe cutting scissors doesn't appeal to your ego, or something like that. I always found that I bring my own dignity to whatever it is that I might be doing, and I think it's more self-inflicted than anything else. So even when you were Mr. Peanut, you can do it with dignity, and even yes. if you didn't have a screen that showed your face. It doesn't matter. You could bring your own dignity, and who would have ever thought that you could make fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year? Cut, you know, sharpening scissors for maybe hairdressers, um, but as you 
have found out when there's a will, there's a way, and an entrepreneur can carve out his or her niche any way possible in today's somewhat civilized society. Uh, Peter, you and my wife are on the same wavelength. She's in the other room listening, eavesdropping on our program. Okay. <laughs> Pardon me while I harass her. That's right. But she just brought me a note that pointed out that we have actually revolutionized the scissor sharpening business. Really? Uh, we've given it an entirely new image. Uh, with our invention, we're able to uh, return the scissors to factory new. Uh, we don't look like the typical homeless guy driving around in a beat-up old van, uh, you know, with a uh, tennis shoes and a tank top and a baseball cap on saying, oh, yes, hey, I can sharpen your scissors. We go in very professional, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful business. I, I'm, I'm standing here because I like to walk when I'm talking, but I'm standing in my office. It is a very beautiful office. It's got great furniture. Uh, the house is lovely. Uh, I'm, I'm looking out over uh, a beautiful scene in, in colorful Colorado. Uh, the car in the garage that I'm driving is a Mercedes convertible. It's got room in the trunk for two sets of golf clubs. But does it, the, the air conditioning, conditioning work? works, by the okay, way, Peter? Okay, that's what I was going to say. Says, but does the air conditioning work? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. The air conditioning works on it just fine. And, you know, life is good again. But the thing that is really the best about it is that we're in a position where we can help other people. We're and in a position. You help them make it's them look better, just, too. Cause it's not just selling our business package. Because, I mean, that's great. If somebody wants uh, to buy our business package. But if I can help people get out of the, the, the low state that they feel, and that's a key is when you when you start losing things, you you your feeling your self confidence, all of that is gone. Let dignity. me help you rebuild it. Yes, the dignity side of it. Uh, my just to give you a quick story, my my son walked into a, a bank in in the Phoenix area. He works in our business uh, with us, and and when he walked in the the um, a teller was a manager in training in training you know, this young young man and he looks at at my son and he says well what do you do for a living and William says well I'm a scissor sharpener and you could just see this young man look down on him and and then William uh pushed over the deposit and said this is what I earned today banker's eyes widened mouth dropped his whole attitude toward my son changed, and that's what money does. People people put too much focus on it, but it, it is true. That's what it does, and your success, financial success, will will bring a respect to your business. It's, it's, I guess it's like the plumber that makes more money than the brain surgeon uh, who wants to be a plumber. But at the same time, if you can have the, the money, you can have the lifestyle, you can uh, raise your family, you can support yourself, you can build a, uh, and what I like to talk about is a lifetime income stream, okay? I, I, I think one of the solutions to our uh, Social Security problem, I mean, it's, it's, it's in the tanks. When I first got, the, the month I got my first check, my first Social Security check, there was a news article that said that bank that the Social Security uh, had gone bankrupt that month. 
And I just laughed. I said, man, I didn't know my check was going to be that big. Uh, and believe me, it's not. It's, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm real careful with it, it'll cover green fees. Right. But here was the point that I wanted to make, Peter. I am currently, because of my business, I am paying more money into the Social Security system than I am taking out. My business will sustain me for as long as I live. My wife is younger than I am. It will take care of her. And when we are both gone, we can pass it on to our children because that's what you can do with business ownership. Great lesson. Now, I don't know if this is the case relative to you, but a common theme for a lot of us that are on that are either been hosts on the show or guests on the show is that they don't have offices. They enjoy the freedom of being able to work from home with a long distance service and an internet. They can do their business from more or less anywhere in the world. How about you? Yep. Uh, well, I have a I have a long commute uh, every morning to come to work. I have to come down four flights of stairs. So you can. <laughs> so uh, Peter, uh, could be dangerous. We, we bought this house. We bought this house specifically so that we could operate the business from it. Uh, I've got uh, uh, whatever it is. It, uh, I think about sixty five hundred square foot in this house, the uh, what we call the lower level because it's a walkout uh, basement uh, and, and you know, sliding glass doors and big windows and all of that, so uh, it doesn't seem like a basement, uh, but we've got over 2,000 square feet, uh, which is our office and training center uh, right here, and you're absolutely right. You can operate your business from your home. So... The advantages that you have, when I say you in a generic sense, that someone might have today are very different than the options that people might have had many years ago, where you had to work outside your home, where you had to maybe create a brick-and-mortar business with all those expenses. Oh, right? with, with, the Internet, with the Internet today, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what you can do. It, it, it really is. I mean, uh, and, and I don't... I don't, I don't subscribe to uh, some of the things that I hear. Uh, you know, people promoting their uh, online business. Where you know, look at, look at me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a month, uh, and you know, I'm doing it from my, uh, from the beach in, in uh, uh, wherever. Uh, I'm not at that level. I'm more on the, get out there, get your hands dirty. Make a business that makes sense. Offer a service to people that's going to work. And and I'm not saying that you can't do it on on the internet because some of these guys are are doing very well. And and I frankly uh, subscribe to their programs so that I can learn how to market my business uh, the same as they're marketing theirs. It's a different style, and that's the great thing about this country is it is still the land of opportunity. The opportunity is there. You can get the education. You can get the motivation, the inspiration, and put a little perspiration with it, and you can develop a business that will sustain you throughout your remaining life, and you'll have a lot more. I, I like to say that if you will learn to be more, do more, you'll earn more, and allow yourself to give more. 
what great messages during our show. When when um, the reason why I love to do the stuff that we do with the Dash Radio is because anybody that's listening in on a regular basis hears one more story of one more entrepreneur that says basically the same thing, but they share with them their story with it. And what I heard from you is, number one, you had a moral compass, a moral compass meaning you wanted to make sure you did the right thing. And even when you were in tough times, that moral compass actually helped you create the invention that actually changed everything for you. Yes. So that was really important because you could have went around scratching or denting or chipping scissors, whatever it is, and changed the world to a much nastier place by having people have frizzy hair. But instead, everybody looks nicer as a result of the sharpening scissor invention that you created. Then you made it a business model and you went to work. You went to work and you went through all the things that you went through and you were normal. I'm not going to say the the mental reality that you had as you were driving in that Mercedes with the broken air conditioner and wiping the sweat off your whole entire body as a result of that, and then falling into that, this isn't working, I have to change my life around, was a defining moment. And there's lots of people that might be there right now today that are listening, or it's going to happen to them tomorrow. So I'd love to hear that story. And then you worked your tail off and you gave it time to percolate, if you will, you gave it time, and I'm sure there are lots of times in that where you could have given up, but you decided not to. And as a result of that, the success is yours. So I love your story. Def- definitely a hero in reference to the things that you went through. How long was the span in months or years? Sounds like probably years. How long was the span from like when you had it to when you had it? Like, and you went through the valley. So it, was it a couple of years? Was it two years? Five years? Was it what was it? I, I would say that the the abject poverty, the homeless side of it, uh, was uh, about two and a half years. So you had a two uh, and a half year drought where you weren't yeah. the you that you well, wanted. Well, we to were be. homeless. We were okay. homeless. We were we were we were either we either out on the road. Uh, you know, doing our our research and development, as we called it, right. or we were in Phoenix and and we were spending the night uh, in my son's uh, spare bedroom. Right. So you're in that struggling stage, having nothing to do with the stuff, that, nothing that you did on purpose, but it was just the stuff that happened that took away your own business, and then everything else after that. Because it's just like anything else. Many of us live in a situation where we need that money coming in every day or every week or every month. And if it goes away for a period of time, we're really in trouble. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, there's there's opportunity. Find find whatever it is. You know, start start where you are today. What do you know how to do, or what can you learn to do that is that somebody else is going to be willing to pay for? I mean, if you haven't lost your home and you're in your home, look at your neighbor. What does he need that you can do for him? Is it, is it a yard service? Is it a dog walking uh, service? Is it a, a, a carpet cleaning? Can you go down and I mean, yeah, you don't have the money to go rent a uh, or I'm sorry to go buy a carpet cleaning uh, van and and all the equipment, but can you go down to uh, the hardware store and rent a carpet cleaner and go clean your neighbor's carpet? Just get creative. Look at at what people need. Look at things they don't want to do and figure out how you can do it, how you can save them money. Uh, and there's there's a, a, a 
book, uh, and I apologize for my memory. I, we have about I, 20, I, 20 seconds. I want you to be able to give it before we run out of time. Okay, here, here, here it is. It is the the book is the one hundred dollar startup. It's a New York Times bestseller, and it's Chris and I can't uh, pronounce his last name. I'll spell it. It's G U I L L E B E A U. The one hundred dollar startup. And there's dozens and dozens of stories in this book about people who started businesses, many of them the same as I did when their backs were against their wall. And you'll get ideas from that. Uh, give me a call. I'll be happy to help. Uh, my phone number is just uh, 855-WL-LANEY or the website wllaney.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. I'm going to play our extra. So thank you very much, W.L. Love the story. Hopefully you'll be able to come back. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye now. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.